بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد عن عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال كنا مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في سفر فنزلنا منزلا فيما فمنا من يصلح خباءه ومنا من ينتظل ومنا من هو في جشره اذ نادى منادي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاه جامعه فاجتمعنا الى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال انه لم يكن نبي قبلي الا كان حقا عليه ان يدل امته على خير ما يعلمه لهم ما يعلمه لهم وينذرهم شر ما يعلمه لهم وان امتكم هذه جعل عافيتها في اولها وسيصيب اخرها بلاء وامور تنكرونها وتجيء فتن يرقق بعضها بعضا وتجيء الفتنه فيقول المؤمن هذا هذه مهلكتي ثم تنكشف وتجيء الفتنه فيقول المؤمن هذه هذه فمن احب ان يزحزح عن النار ويدخل الجنه فلتاته منيته وهو يؤمن بالله واليوم الاخر ولياتي الى الناس الذي يحب ان يؤتى اليه ومن بايع اماما فاعطاه صفقه يده وثمره قلبه فليطيعه ان استطاع فان جاء اخر ينازعه فضره فضره عنق الاخر رواه مسلم as we can see respected brothers is a lengthy hadith we began the first part of it a few days ago just to recap up to the section that we discussed the translation Abdullah bin Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma narrates that we were once on a journey with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We set up camp at a certain place. He described the activities of sahaba after they had set up camp. He said, amongst us there were those that got engaged in repairing their tents. And there were those amongst us who started competing with one another in shooting arrows. And there were those amongst us who... engaged themselves in seeing to the animals in other words normal practices or activities of a group that is traveling in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeing to the animals seeing to the tents and since sahaba ikram were engaged in jihad the practicing of the firing of arrows obviously archery at that time nowadays it would be firing of guns etc So he says whilst we were engaged in these activities all of a sudden the caller of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam proclaimed as-salata jami'ah literally translated the time for salah has come in other words for salah in jamaat as we mentioned previously this type of announcement didn't actually mean salah but that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had gathered the sahaba because he wished to address them so he says we gathered to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he addressed us he said that there was not any nabi before me except that it was the responsibility of that nabi to guide his ummat in that avenue which he knew was best for them what anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam inni lakum nasihun amin we find this expression allah taala uses with nuh alayhi salam and this refers to the galaxy of anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam they had the khair khai in other words the concern for the benefit of their ummats in their hearts so this is what rasulullah sallam describes that every nabi that preceded me guided his ummat in that direction which he knew was best for them and he warned them of whatever avenues in which difficulties or hardships lay for them so from this 
what is the indication in the context of the hadith, the role of a Muslim leader, whether he is a Muslim scholar or whether he is a teacher or whether he is an imam, the role of a Muslim leader would be to guide those that are underneath him to that which he knows in which there is betterment for them. And if he knows there is any harm or difficulty in a certain direction, to warn them about them. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from this section onwards we find is the prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, إِنَّ أُمَّتَكُمْ هَذِهِ جُعِلَ عَافِيَتُهَا فِي أَوَّلِهَا He said, the well-being of this ummah of mine has been associated with the first of its adherence. In other words, خَيْرُ الْقُرُونِ قَرْنِي The best time for you so far as your deen is concerned is going to be my time. In other words, the time that is closest to the period of Rasulullah will be the best time so far as dini and imani ahwal and conditions are concerned. And then what will happen? He said the latter part of the ummah will face trials, will face difficulties, will, fail, will face matters that you will dislike. In other words, tests, trials, tribulations are coming. Obviously, the test, trials, and tribulations Rasulullah are referring to is the tribulations and the trials so far as the dini and the imani betterment of the ummah is concerned. So, the Prophet, this was his prophecy, the warning that fitnas are coming. What type of fitnas? How severe will these fitnas be? He said, tribulations will follow one another. Each will seem worse than the one that was before it. He said, a fitna will come. The believers at that time will say, this is such a terrible fitna. That in this is our halakat. Hadihi muhlikati. In this is our halakat. In this is our destruction. Then this fitna will be removed. But what will happen after it, another fitna will come. And this fitna like Nabi Salaam said, will make the one preceding it, it will be even worse than that one. So again the believers will say, Hadihi, Hadi, this definitely is going to destroy us. This is definitely going to destroy us. So one is Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has given the prophecy. And obviously Sadaqa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Fourteen centuries later we can see the truth of what Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam had prophesied. In each period, as the ummah is going closer and closer to Qiyamah, greater fitnas, greater trials, tribulations, things we couldn't possibly have imagined. Just recently was this coronavirus or whatever it is. So such fitnas are coming. Sicknesses are springing up. The dini and the imani protection of the ummah is no, more, no longer there. Muslims are fighting, spilling the blood of one another. People are attacking the iman of one another. We find that with each passing day, it seems almost, each situation seems to be getting worse and worse. And this was the prophecy of Rasulullah And we find that Nabi Pak was a mercy for humanity and his concern was for the ummah right up to Qiyamah. So he didn't just prophesy that this is going to happen and this is going to happen. What was the protection? What, in what will lie your betterment when these fitnas happen. That also Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned to the ummah. So the crux 
And in this is ishara, indication. From what Rasulullah mentions, he says, فَمَنْ أَحَبَّ أَنْ any one of you who wants to be saved from Jahannam and enter into Jannah. What is very interesting before we continue further is that Lazarusulazim is describing trials, tribulations, and he said, Umurun Tunkirunaha, affairs that you will dislike, terrible affairs are coming. And yet Allah's Rasul takes the matter immediately to Akhirat. In other words, whatever hardship you face in this world, if, if your akhirat is made, if you are saved from Jahannam and you enter into Jannah, then you have succeeded, regardless of the hardship or regardless of the difficulty. But if that difficulty causes your akhirat to be destroyed, by akhirat means your deen, your deen and iman gets destroyed, your deen and iman gets destroyed, then you have failed. Allah's Rasul says, if you want your akhirah to be protected, if you want to be safe from Jahannam and enter into in other words, if you want to protect your deen, then, then make sure that at the time of your mort, you have made that effort that you believe in Allah and in akhirah. In other words, you have protected your deen and your iman at every cost, never mind what you lose in dunya. Nobody wants to lose anything in dunya. We ask Allah for afiyat, for ease. But the main concern at any given time, myself, my children, my home, my family, etc., is what can I do in the face of fitnas to protect their akhirat. So that moth comes on iman. Moth comes on belief in the akhirat. In other words, make the effort of iman. Make the effort of iman to protect your iman and the iman of your family to such an extent that make sure that your death comes on Iman. So in this is a severe, severe warning from Rasulullah that these fitnas are such that there is a very real possibility, Allah protect us, that you will lose your Iman. Such fitnas are coming. And each one is going to be worse than the one that was before it. So don't take your deen and Iman for granted. Be in such an effort and such a mahol and such an environment and make those a'mal one amal that we are constantly reminded about that on a daily basis in our home have the ta'aleem have sit to the whole family this is almost a fortress to protect your iman and protect the iman of your families many of us mashallah we have the masjid mahol masjid environment masjid amal but what about our families what about our children what about our wives and our mothers etc at home but how to protect their iman how to protect how to make sure that they also don't get swept away in these fitnas. Fitnas today in the name of technology, that shaitan box that is in every home, have entered every home now. There are fitnas in our homes that are attacking the very iman of the family on a daily basis where Rasulullah said, a man in the evening will have iman, by the morning he will have lost his iman. He will have become a kafir, Allah protect us. So he said, fitnas are coming, but make sure you are safe from Jahannam. In other words, in the face of these fitnas, Make that effort that in every condition your moth comes in the condition that you believe in Allah and in Akhirat. In other words, your Iman and your Deen is intact. And what is very, very important in achieving this, وَلْيَأْتِ إِلَى النَّاسِ الَّذِي يُحِبُّ أَنْ يُؤْتَى إِلَيْهِ 
Allah said, treat people, treat people in such a manner that you will like them to treat you. So two things. One is Iman Akhlaq. Iman Akhlaq. And ensure that your Iman in every situation is, is, is corrected. And part of protecting your Iman, part of protecting your Iman is to protect your Amal. How will you protect your Amal? By not encroaching upon the hukuk and rights of others. In the face of fitnas, trials and tribulations, do not usurp the rights of others. Deal with people, whether it's your business, whether it's your conduct, whether it's the way you speak. Today, if you look at the great musibat, is the cell phone. What is the cell phone has become an instrument of ghibat. It's become an instrument of attacking the dignity of others. And we are doing it on a mass scale. So Allah's Rasul Sallallahu said, in dealing with others, in the face of fitnas, deal with others in such a way as you would like them to deal with you. In other words, like you would like your hukuk and rights to be protected, do not become one who attacks the rights and hukuk of others. And we find the last line of the hadith is why Imam Nawi rahimullah has introduced this particular hadith in this chapter. The chapter which deals with the that it is compulsory that whoever is your Amir that you obey him in every circumstance as long as he does not command you with the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Actually we've run out of time. Inshallah we'll continue.